Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com How do you pick a good pair of hunting bibs for deer season? Are they really necessary? And what are the most important features? We're going to dig into those questions and more on this episode. Welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about hunting bibs. Now, for those that don't know, as I didn't know just till just a couple years ago, hunting bibs are those uh, big overall pants that have shoulder straps that you pick up and they, they come up to your chest. And they're designed to help keep you warm and insulated and everything else. Now, up until just a couple years ago, I didn't know anything about hunting bibs or coveralls or whatever people call them these days. Had no clue. Um, But started to get into them just because of the necessity of it. Now, I hunted deer and everything else for years with just a pair of fleece pants. Um, You know, just camo pants that were one size too big and I was able to fit lots of layers under them was able to fit you know thermals able to flit a couple pairs of of sort of fleecy pajama pants that were really warm and whatever else I wanted to sweatpants anything I could I anything I could think up of I could fit under this extra size pair of pants and you know what they worked really good they still work really good they are still my number one go-to pair of pants In fact, literally just last week that I buy a second pair of pants. So I now have two pairs of hunting pants. Just because that one pair has so many miles and snags and everything else. I was like, I need to get a second pair uh, just to have a backup, just to have two. But for years, I hunted everything. Summer, winter, fall, one pair of pants. If it was warm out, I would just wear that pair of pants and nothing else. If it was cold, I'd add layers. If it was really cold, I'd wear add a lot more layers. But what really got me into hunting bibs was what happened to me in a deer stand, a couple deer stands, a season or two ago. It was a, it was a cold fall morning. I'm sitting out in the deer stand, still archery season, and I was cold. I mean, it was, I don't know, maybe 30 degrees, 29, 25, somewhere in the upper 20s and windy and I was just just a morning set I was there from before daybreak until about noon and man I was cold I was so cold I just couldn't believe how cold I was 
just couldn't stay warm, freezing, shivering, shaking, left there, went home, got sick, just, you know, the next day or two, ended up getting sick, and got over that, went out for another deer hunt, this time I was like, okay, I'm going all out, I'm putting every layer on, I have everything I can fit under these pants, so I put I think I had my one or two layers of thermals. I had a big thick layer of fleece. I had a big heavy pair of sweatpants. And then I had my my overall camo fleece pants. I had so many layers on, I could barely fit in the seat of my car. I mean, I sat down and it was like I just barely was able to sink into the chair enough to be able to reach the pedals. I knew one more layer of anything, I would not be able to drive my car. That's where I was at. I was at that point, just completely and totally overwhelmed. So I had all these layers on. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm staying warm today. It doesn't matter what happens. I get to the stand. I'm out there. Oh, I don't know. Three hours goes by. Man, I'm cold. Just freezing. It was mid-twenties, a bit windy, actually it was pretty windy that day, up on a ridge top, I mean super cold, I actually early, well mid-morning or so, um, I had a buck come by and I shot him, I was like boom, taking that one home, white arrow was a good shot, clean pass through, watched the buck run and circle around about 50 yards and then you know just tumble to the ground and it was over. I was like, I was so excited, adrenaline's pumping. Then I went to stand up in my tree stand. I could barely stand up. I was so cold. My legs were so cold. I was just like, I was stiff. I mean, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning at this point. Uh, and I mean, I'm, I've only been out there maybe four or five hours. And I was just almost, almost couldn't climb down. Had to stretch, had to, had to get warmed up enough to climb down. I climbed down. I couldn't, I couldn't feel dress the deer. I was so cold and so stiff. I literally dragged the deer with the guts in it about 50 yards just to warm myself up, just to do the physical labor of dragging the deer at full weight across this hilltop just to get the blood flowing, just to get my you know, get my feet from cramping up and my hands from cramping up from being so cold. I was like, uh, this is unbelievable. I just decided, you know what, I, I never want to do this again. I was so cold. And I knew I couldn't wear any more clothes because I had maxed out my capacity of, of how many layers I could put on and, and wear in my car. So then it doesn't even end there. So then a, a few weeks later, it was rifle season. I went out first day of rifle season. And then I had this coat. And it was, my wife got it at a... Oh, I'd, uh, and an estate sale or something. It was like this Cabela's coat made, I think, in the 90s. It was Gore-Tex exterior, nylon, down, insulation. I mean, heavy, the heaviest duty coat you could possibly find and come up with. I think when it sold new, it was $400, and she got it at an estate sale for me for 20 bucks. 
Yeah, the only kicker was it was uh, the camo pattern was like tall grass for waterfowl hunting. It was like a duck hunting kind of coat for the middle of winter. But I was like, I'm wearing this coat because I'm staying warm. So I put this coat on and, you know, it's heavy, it's thick, it's dense. It is just massively bulky. I'm in the hunting blind this day. Another freezing day, winds blowing, I'm getting cold. Now my upper body is staying still fairly warm, but my legs are freezing. But I did better because I had this ridiculously heavy duty coat on, but the coat with the nylon was so loud. Like I, I couldn't turn my hand over without making this loud swishy noise. Just breathing it made noise, it was so loud. I couldn't believe it and I realized this is not a deer hunting coat. That's what it is. That's probably why people got rid of it. They're like, I can't use this for anything because it was a, you know, it was a duck hunting coat from the 90s, which is fine if you don't need to be quiet and the ducks are flying in and then you're shooting at them. But if you're trying to sneak up on deer, it was not so good. And I eventually just got up, had to walk around, take a walkabout. And on my walkabout, found a deer and shot it while I was walking. And it was a good, ended up being a fine day, but man, was I cold. And I, I just decided, you know what, something's got to give. I need to, you know, there's people who hunt places that are colder than this and they stay warmer than I do. So I figured out, okay, it's the materials, it's something. So I started doing and getting into the research, trying to figure this thing out. What do I need? What am I missing? What's the missing link? So I started looking at hunting bibs. Uh, and the reason why I was looking at hunting bibs was that's what everybody wears. That's what all the big time people wear. That's what all the people in Alaska are wearing. Everybody's got bibs on. So I started looking at bibs and I started to see, okay, there are some advantages here. Um, you know, the, the hunting bibs are, they're the heavy duty kind of pants. They come up to your chest. So they keep your core warm in addition to your legs. They're one piece. So there's minimal airflow they are the whole design behind them is smart you got the shoulder straps instead of heavy belt action which i was always wearing a lot had a lot of belt action holding up all these pants i was wearing and you know they got zippers on the legs so you can you know maneuver boots and stuff easier and they just it was just a smarter idea than the pants i was wearing for ultra cold now, when I say ultra, yeah, 25 degrees sounds like nothing if you're hunting in Alaska or northern Michigan. But ultra, you know, 25 degrees and windy, wearing a pair of fleece pants and thermals, it's ultra cold, I'll tell you. It just, that's what it came out to be. So, I started looking into bibs. Now, if you start looking into bibs, what you will find, which is what I found, is that there's an unbelievable amount of stuff out there. There are dozens, there are hundreds of different kinds of bibs and different manufacturers and different this, different that. How do you make sense out of them? What do you do? What do you need? Where do you even get started with this thing? So where do you get started? Well, I think the best place to start, well, at least let me tell you where I started. So here's what I did, trying to figure out the hunting bib equation and all these materials and all this stuff. I decided I was going to look at the best, most expensive hunting bibs on planet Earth 
the, the highest brands, the highest quality, the highest everything. Because I wanted to see what went into them at the highest level. What did the best look like? And then I would figure out, okay, what are the features? What are the things? And then what's important to me and what should I look for? So I went to, to, to the top brand that I could find. And um, in this case, it was Sitka. You know, maybe there's somebody better out there than Sitka, but they were the best ones that I could find. So they got their hunting bibs were running. Their their top of the line, coldest one, the Fanatic hunting bib was like $450 for a pair of pants. Bibs, excuse me, bibs. You know, and after I, you know, picked myself off the floor and performed CPR on myself and smacked myself across the face with a wet fish, just trying to sober up after the sticker shock of how much money for a pair of pants? I was like, okay, what goes into these $500 pants? Of course, they've got ones that are $550. If the $450 one's not enough, they can kick it up even one more notch. So I was like, okay, what is going into these that are making these so expensive? What are the features? What are the, th- what are the components? Because I went also to my local outdoor shop and they got a pair of camo bibs for 30 bucks. I was like, okay, 30 bucks, 650 bucks. What's what's the difference? You know, I wanted to understand, you know, what what's out there? What goes into this stuff? You know, cuz the, the ones that are for sale for 30 bucks, there's no marketing, right? There's there's they're not trying to sell those real hard. There's not a whole bunch of information on them. They're just like bibs. 30 bucks, take them or leave them. Whereas Sitka, they had all kinds of marketing. Of course, they got to trying to sell you these bibs like they're trying to sell a car. So I was looking into them. And, you know, the main features come down to this. Okay, I'm going to, I just, this is a rough list of the main features that go into them. Number one, insulation. What are they insulated with? Not all bibs are insulated. The $30 bibs at the store, not insulated. Is there insulation and what are they insulated with? The insulation is what keeps you warm. If the bibs are just made of cloth and there's no insulation, they're they're not going to have that extra warmth that you need that I was looking for for the super cold days. Number two, what are they actually made out of? What is the material that the bibs are made out of? Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, 
Have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So the ones that I was looking at for 30 bucks at the outdoor store, they're made of cotton. Cotton is maybe the single worst thing you could make hunting clothing out of. It's like the worst material on planet Earth for the job. Cotton is not that warm. It is not windproof. If it gets wet, it stays wet and loses all insulating properties, but it's cheap. Uh, Cotton's good for lots of other things, but not ultra cold hunting because one of the things that happens, which I learned this hunting in the rain with my nylon or my um, basically plastic pants that I have for rain hunting, was that if moisture can't get out, even though you're sitting there, you're 100% waterproof. I was soaking wet by the end of the day because I sweated inside the pants and the moisture couldn't go anywhere. So I stayed wet and got cold. So, I, you know, you, you, get, you just learn these things from getting cold again and again and again. What's going on? So cotton is the suck. It's the worst material that you can make stuff out of for cold weather active wear. It's just not good. You want to wear it in the summer, you just need a layer of something when it's warm out, that's fine. You want to wear it just for short-term, temporary something or other in the winter, that's fine. But for something that you might sweat in, something you're going to be outside in, it's just not a good material. So the cheap ones are made out of cotton. Um, The better ones are made out of some sort of synthetic something or other or Gore-Tex. Right, So you have the insulation, you have the material they're made of, then you have the the barrier, the windproof, waterproof, anything-proof barrier. What is it that's keeping out the, out the, the elements? So the cheap ones, they have no barrier. They're just solid cotton straight through, you know, dyed on the outside. The super high-end ones... They have a Gore-Tex barrier or some kind of barrier that it's going to be windproof, waterproof, everything proof, yet still magically allows your perspiration to evaporate from the inside, which is why they cost what they cost, right? It's that sort of uh, textile textile wizardry that enables them to do this kind of stuff. So... You know, they, those are some of the main factors. Other factors include what's what are they finished with? What's the outside to the touch material that finishes them? And how soundproof is that? Because like I told you, I had that nylon Gore-Tex coat and, and it was super expensive 30 years ago and it's still high quality today, but it's so noisy you can't hunt anything with it other than you know, ducks in a blind or something else where sound doesn't matter. Maybe pheasants, uh, if it's super cold, although it's actually too heavy duty for pheasant hunting. Cause when you're pheasant hunting, you're walking the whole time and you stay warm. So like, there's literally almost nothing you can hunt with that coat. Well, the cheap ones, 
Um, even the ones that are maybe mid-grade, some of the mid-grade ones that are have some features, if they've got a terrible outer face that's just super noisy and makes lots of swooshy sounds, that's not really good. In fact, it's a liability. So you, you need to, to be mindful of that. You need to be aware of that. you got to consider that. So you've got the insulation. You've got the fabric that it's made out of. You've got the windproof, waterproof, whatever proof. And then you've got the, 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 the finishing material. And then you've got the inside material. What are they actually lined with? What's going to be touching your skin or touching your underlayers? And how is that going to mesh and match up? And what's that going to feel like? Now, there's lots of other little features. You know, what kind of zippers? And does it have snaps? Does it have buttons? Is there a hood? Well, that would be for a jacket. But, you know, whatever. All the different things. I'm not going to get into any of that stuff. You know, you try a pair of pants on. You you figure out for yourself if you like the zippers and whatever. That's 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 too much too much minutia even for this podcast. But you've got those basic features. So what I concluded at the end of the day after looking at the six hundred and fifty dollar pair of pants, and of course they are the best of the best of everything. They were the warmest. They've got Prima Loft insulation which I didn't even know what that is. I'm actually going to do a whole episode just on insulation for hunting gear, just to break this all down for you guys, because I had to learn about it to to understand this stuff. So I'm going to do a whole podcast episode just on insulation. Thinsulate, Primaloft, Thermalite, Down, Fleece, all in all, everything I could find and came up with in my journeys and just give you guys the, the, the overview of that stuff. But these, these ones, you know, they've got Gore-Tex. They've got Prima Loft insulation. They're super like a brushed fleecy something on the outside. So they're as quiet as an owl sitting on a tree. I mean, they're just, you know, the best of everything. So I figured, okay, what do I need? What's important to me now that I understand what's out there? Well, first and foremost was insulation. Had to be insulated. I didn't necessarily care too much what they were insulated with, but they had to be insulated with something that would not retain moisture. So if I sweat, it wouldn't just stick to me like cotton. Had to be some sort of of synthetic insulation or, you know, even down is, is, if treated down can be really good. Um, But it had to be insulated. Number two, had to be windproof. Because the wind was cutting me to the core. I didn't care about waterproof. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't plan on hunting in the rain. I'm not a big rain hunter. If it's going to rain, I'm going to hunt into the blind. I would just be a hunting blind day. You know, I didn't really care too much about waterproof. Didn't, if I thought, you know, I got to cut costs somewhere. I don't need to go waterproof, but I wanted to be windproof. And of course, windproof does not mean airtight, right? It's not plastic. It's not something that's that's going to be 100% airtight. But when the wind blows, it has a tight enough membrane, tight enough barrier that it's going to keep that wind from cutting through to you. Um, you know, so that's what's important to me. So I had to have some kind of insulation, had to be windproof, and had to be quiet enough. I had learned my lesson with the super warm but super loud coat and just had to be quiet enough. Could not be too loud. I was... You know, noise is one of the biggest things when it comes to deer hunting, especially hunting on the ground in a blind. 
But even in a, in a tree stand, you can get away with a little movement, but you cannot get away with noise. So it had to be pretty quiet. So I was doing my research. I was going through trying to figure out, okay, what do you get? What's it cost? Where do you go? How do you, how do you understand this thing? So I settled on, um, well, actually, it was a terrible part of this story, and I'll, I'll give it to you just because you're listening. I had sort of figured out what I wanted, what I wanted to do. So I go into my, my, my local outdoor store. It was Gander Outdoors. And that's where, you know, it's close to me. I buy a lot of my stuff there, not everything. But, you know, stuff I got to touch and try on, That they have the best selection. Well, I go to walk in there, and the store is empty. They're on clearance, going out of business sale. There's nothing left. Nothing but the $30 bibs that are on sale for $20, which I was like, are you serious? So I had to completely change up my plan and strategy. So I started looking online. Well, actually, I went to some other outdoor stores. But by the time I got around all this, they're just sold out for the season. Or they only had quadruple extra larges and stuff like that left in stock. But I found a pair that I liked at uh, one of the other big box stores. And it was uh, it was a $160 pair of bibs that was 60% off or something like that. So they were like 70 bucks, whatever the numbers worked out. They were like 70 or 80 bucks at the end of the day. So they had they checked all the boxes. They were quiet enough. They were they had some kind of polyester insulation, no fancy name, no fancy nothing to it, just uh, insulated. And then they were windproof and water resistant. Not waterproof, water resistant. But that was more than I needed. I just needed windproof. And those were the items that for me were the most important. So, uh, but the, my problem was I couldn't try them on. I'm trying to find a place where can I try them on? What size do I need? Do I need a large, extra large? Or do they run big? Do I need a medium? So I'm looking through, trying to figure this thing out wavering and vacillating because I don't like to order clothing, especially really expensive clothing online and without being able to try it on first. So I'm trying to figure this thing out and it's a pain. So while I'm, you know, messing around with all this, I was looking around. I mean, I, I had that, that point, I knew about every pair of mid end to high end bibs on the market for the most part. I knew every top brand I knew everything that was out there. The ones I was looking at buying, they were a Field and Stream brand, which is not my favorite brand, but they make decent stuff. And, you know, 60% off the price is right. And they checked all the boxes. But while I was vacillating on that, I found another pair that I had been looking at um, that was a, a $300 pair of bibs that went on sale for $200. And I'm sitting there going... You know, it was one of the highest end ones. Uh, you know, of course, nothing compared to the 651, but it was in, in the high end spectrum. So I'm looking at these bibs and I'm like, you know, that's a, it's $100 off. They're super high end. These ones were Gore-Tex exterior, a nice brushed, fairly quiet outside. They were thin slate lined. They had fleece on the inside. They were really nice. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, do I really want to spend that much? But I had some gift cards for that particular store. So I pulled out some gift cards and they, you know, they were running one of their deals 
because it was for it was around the holiday season where if you open up one of our credit cards, you get fifty dollars off. So I was like, well, between the gift cards and the fifty dollars off, I actually could buy those pair. Ended up spending less out of pocket than the ones that I was looking for the Field and Stream brand. So I ended up actually pulling the trigger and getting those uh, the better ones, the higher end ones because it ended up being just the same price or a little bit cheaper because I had gift cards and I got their MasterCard or whatever it is and was and uh, God ended up getting those ones. So I'm only going on with this story and getting into this much detail because I think it's important on a couple items I'm about to get to, right? So I ordered this pair of bibs it comes in the mail. I've never tried it on, but they've got return policy. I could send them back at another size. You know, you get to some of the higher end stores and higher end purchases. There are some perks that come with them. You know, they're willing to let you do stuff like that. So this pair of bibs comes in the mail. I've never touched them before. Never seen them, never touched them with my hand, but it comes in the mail. I open the package. As soon as my hand touches the material, I thought, I made the right decision. I'm not even joking. As soon as my hand made contact with the material, this sort of fleece-lined, fleece-brush Gore-Tex exterior, I just knew, wow, this is why stuff costs this much money. Compared to what I was looking at in the stores and even the ones I almost bought, I was shocked at the quality. And they're not a sponsor. They're not paying me to, to tell you about them, which is why I didn't give you the name and I don't plan to. I'm not plugging anything. And ultimately that won't help you because I don't even know that you could still buy that same pair that I bought because they went on sale and that was last year's model and whatever. And that's not the point. The point is the features. So I grabbed this pair and I was just amazed. So I put them on. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV. They were heavy duty. I mean, super heavy duty. They were just filled with Thinsulate. They were, you know, just really heavy in general. I mean, these are the ultra cold weather. You only wear this stuff for the coldest hunts. And even then for sitting hunts. But I put them on. I mean, immediately I was warm. I mean, instantaneous. The fit was great. The pockets, you know, you got like fleece lined pockets to put your hands in and stuff. And you could just tell no wind, no rain, no nothing is getting through these pants. And that's when I realized this is the difference. This is the difference between being able to hunt places and in, in different conditions than what I've ever been able to hunt in. This is the stuff. This makes a difference. Um, you know, would I've been okay with the field and stream ones I was going to get? Yeah, probably. Those probably would have been sufficient. Probably would have did everything I needed them to do for what, for where I hunt and what my temperatures are. 
I think those would have would have been 100% what I you know what I needed and what was good. But could I get ones that were twice as good for less money? Would would you not do that? I mean, would you not pull the trigger on that and get double the the product for less money? I mean, you know, I I was not a person who was going to go and spend $300 on a pair of pants. Wouldn't have done it. Would have said that's crazy. At least where I'm at right now in terms of budget. But, you know, you watch the deals, end of season clearance stuff comes up. But it took me literally weeks and weeks and weeks of research to even understand, to even know the difference, to even get a picture of what are these, what matters, why are those worth that kind of money, why would anyone pay that kind of money. And getting sick or getting cold and sick two or three times from hunting with inadequate gear for the conditions to finally come to the point where I realized, you know what, this level of gear can make a difference. Do you need high-end bibs? Absolutely not. But the what you need depends on your actual personal needs. What are you looking for? You know, if you just want something that is camo and water-resistant, you can get that without spending a lot of money. If you want something that's insulated, you can get that without spending a lot of money. If you want something that's windproof, you can get that without spending a lot of money. If you want all of those features combined, that's where you, it starts to get expensive, right? That's where it's, and then, like I said, there's different grades. So what I was looking at from the Field and Stream ones, they were uh, polyester, insulation, polyester lining, polyester shell, windproof, water resistant. The ones I ended up getting, you know, they were um, Gore-Tex shell, which is Gore-Tex is still a polyester, technically. I mean, it's all made out of plastic for the most part. So it was Gore-Tex shell, thin slate insulation. Just because it has a name doesn't necessarily make it amazing, but it does make a difference. So really, at the end of the day, there's three main levels of, of bibs. And I found coats to be the same, really. There's three main levels. Level one is just something that will keep out the elements, keep out, you know, it's camo that you put it on. These are your cotton ones. These are your... Your, your polyester ones that literally, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing else to them. It's just a layer of material. Level two, you have your ones that have all the features, but there's nothing special about them. They've got some, you know, the, the ones I was looking at that I almost bought, they had windproof membrane. Nothing special about it, but there was something there to keep the wind out. They had uh, insulation. Nothing special about it, but they had stuffed it with stuffing to help keep you warm in between the layers. And then there was the the exterior and the interior, which were all just polyester, right? So you looked at the tag on it, and it said, um, you know, windproof layer polyester, um, in interior polyester, exterior polyester, insulation polyester. Right, nothing special about any of the materials, but all the pieces were there. And that's really all that you need. When you go to the higher end stuff, you get the, the specifics, you get different things, you get Gore-Tex, you get 
Primaloft insulation, Thinsulate insulation, Thermalite insulation, Kokona insulation. There's all different kind of down insulation, all different kind of stuff, and even blends of all of those and so forth and so on. You got different exteriors. You've got, you know, all, all sorts of different high-end materials. Do those make a difference? Yeah. Do they make enough difference to be worth it for you? It really depends on where you're at. Um, I think pretty much most hunters in most places, you're going to be fine with something that is mid-grade, even low to mid-grade, that has whatever features you need. Now, you're hunting outside a lot. You need something that is waterproof, right? That's just obvious. Uh, or not outside. If you're hunting in the rain a lot, you need something that's waterproof. If you're in the mountains and it's windy, you need something that's windproof, you know? If, if you're doing a lot of still hunting, when I say still, I mean sitting, you know, you need something that is heavily insulated. Now you're doing a lot of walking, even if it's cold, all you really need there is something that's windproof and something that just has enough material in there to retain the heat that you're generating while you move, right? So the high-end ones that I got, they would be terrible if I was going to use them for walking hunting. Uh, they just wouldn't wouldn't you'd overheat. They're too heavy. They're not made for that. So if you're doing a lot of walking, you can get away with a completely different type of gear because you're generating heat. You do not need heavy insulation. In fact, you wanna you wanna do wear as little insulation as you can for the conditions, and and have something that's windproof so that you can, you know, you're not encumbered. You're not hindered by all that, and you don't overheat. So it really depends on what you're doing. You can get a pair of bibs that'll complement that uh, for whatever whatever budget range that you have, right? Because you don't need everything and it doesn't all need to be made out of Gore-Tex. You just need the things that you need made out of the materials that, that are within your price range. But you got to understand the, the pieces and the components that go into this in order to get the full benefit out of it. Like, if I would have just gone to the store and just bought random pair of X polyester bibs, I might not have been much better off than I was when I first started this. Because what were those going to provide me that the pants I was already wearing were providing me? If they weren't windproof, my pants weren't windproof. They weren't insulated, my pants weren't insulated. They, you know, what was I going to be getting out of these things that was going to be adding something other than just, you know, pants with suspenders on them? So I had to be, I had to think this through and that's what you need to do. You got to think about, you know, what, what's going to help you. Now, if you're at a point where like I was the first four or five years I was hunting and just never was a need to jump into this, then, you know, I'm not advocating that, you know, people wear bibs just because, um, you know, for me, it's a piece of high, of, of extra cold weather gear that really helps, really makes the difference, lets me hunt in conditions that I couldn't otherwise hunt in. But here's the rub, right? There's two sides of this. I'm not going to wear those bibs often. I'm going to wear those bibs only a handful of times every year. You know, so I sunk some money into a pair of pants that I'm only going to wear a few times a year because if it's not less than maybe 30 degrees or, or really windy, I don't need them. I've, I'll go with the, the lighter pants. I'll go with the, the lighter gear. 
I don't need that level of performance when it's 55 in the morning or when I'm turkey hunting or anything else. So it all depends on, you know, what do you need and what fills those niches for you? You know, I decided, you know, after I got sick the third time or the second time, whichever time it was from just being too cold for too long, compromising my immune system, that, um, you know, buying one overpriced pair of pants was going to be cheaper than the next round of medical bills. It's going to be cheaper than going to the doctor, to the urgent care, to the, you know, getting next round of prescriptions filled. At the end of the day, I would be saving money if I could keep myself from getting sick. So... When I made that transition in my brain, because, you know, it, it even as you're listening to this, okay, it sounds like one thing on paper. It sounds in theory like, oh, you're just trying to justify spending a chunk of money. Well, you get sick and then you be sick and then you recover from getting sick and you spend money getting better from being sick. And then it's not just theory anymore for you. You're saying, you know what, this, I don't want this to keep happening it's worth paying out some money. And again, I didn't pay out even the $200. It was like 70 bucks out of my pocket at the end of the day to get the $300 pair of pants. So, but you can find deals like that. I've even heard of in the past, the pants that I bought were even went on sale even cheaper than what I got them for. But this all kind of crazy stuff happens at the end of the season. So you're listening to this episode, maybe before the season starts. Uh, and now is a great time to have selection, but a bad time to find deals. So you got to weigh that too. After hunting season's over is when you find deals. Right around Christmas time is when you find deals. Um, and that's, it's such a great time to buy expensive hunting gear because all the big retailers, they know season's over. They got to clear this stuff out. They got to make room for what's coming in next. The, this stuff has to move. And two, Christmas, they need to move stuff because it's the holidays and it's when they make their money. So you get double the sale benefit. Sometimes, you know, the pair of pants will go on sale 50% off. And then the store will have, you know, online, everything's 20% off, all purchases. So you can get some serious deals on stuff at the end of the season. Now, of course, you already sat cold all season and uh, suffered through it and it sucked. But, you know... That's just one of the ways that you can get, you know, higher end gear at lower end pricing if you save your money and then time it right. So uh, I hope this information is helpful for you guys. You know, I made this episode because I couldn't find this episode when I needed to learn about this stuff and I need to figure this thing out and I needed to find out what I should buy. So I spent weeks and months of researching and learning and figuring this out the hard way so that I could make the episode that I wish I was available for me to listen to back when I needed the information. So I hope this is helpful. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com for show notes, more information, details, other episodes about hunting. And stay tuned. Maybe even the next episode I do is going to be the comprehensive expose on hunting gear insulation for those of you who are just riveted with the thought of synthetic insulation can't wait to know more so god bless you guys and go get them in the woods
Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.